Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. So we can play a little game here. Kind of remember, the, remember the Johnny Carson bit. What was it? The Amazing Creskin and uh, uh, yeah, that we, thing on his um, head that uh, and and he would call out random big stuff. Red turban. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, fire extinguishers, airbags in your car, smoke alarms in your house. Uh, what do you think of when I say that? I would say those are um, protection things okay. or, or things that will alert you should something be bad or okay. something bad happens. Not yeah. too bad. Very good. Uh, pretty good. I would go with that as well. But for today, we're actually going to be things that we don't think about or don't think they matter until you actually need one, right? Who thinks about a right. fire extinguisher until you need it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, it, it, certain places you they, they come in, like what we get um, right, here right. as a commercial building, the fire department comes in, checks them to make sure that they're you know in operating order. But yeah, if you grab one at Home Depot, you throw it in your pantry, and yeah, it, just, it sits there know. forever, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the only time you think about your smoke alarm is when the battery when it starts beeping at you. So yeah, doing that beeping, I don't think people would ever check them. No, definitely for sure. So let's look at some financial sides to that. Some things that we kind of. Same thing. We don't think about them, and they we seem like they don't really matter much until we actually need them, or something's happened and it puts us in a real pickle, and then it makes the work and the process a lot harder to deal with. So we'll start with a pretty easy example, and a pretty classic example, legal documents. I mean, it's like a snooze fest, right? Who thinks about legal documents? Right. It's very similar to life insurance. You don't want to think about it because that means something bad has happened. You know, we're talking about a will. Right. A will is that uh, thing about how I want my stuff to go, who I want it to go to, those types of things. But it happens at my death. Uh, powers of attorney. Power of attorney for health care or financial means that I'm incapacitated. It's not something I really want to think about. But they are very important documents to have. And you can't get them once that event has happened. Well, you can't you know, put a will together once you died because it's hard <laughs> for you to sign it. Be a little tough. But, yeah. But powers of attorney, if once you've been declared in, incapacitated, you can't grant power of attorney to somebody. So they're very simple to do. They're very simple documents to get. You can download them on the internet, actually. They just have to be notarized. You have to have a notary to sign those with the people that are in the room that are acknowledging those things. Or you can work with an attorney. It's the best way to kind of have package deals, those kinds of things. But at the very least, you want a will and these powers of attorney. Now, you don't need to go to a complicated trust, maybe, but it doesn't hurt to talk to an attorney or a financial person about that if you may want that or not. But yeah, you need to have these documents in place, just like you know, the fire extinguisher, because when that happens, you want to be able to use these. You want them, you want them to be done and ready to go. And the other thing, too, even if you do have them, you need to make sure that somebody else besides you knows where those things are, right? <laughs> because if no one knows where they are and then you're incapacitated, how are they going to go find these things? Especially right. if they're like in a safety deposit box at the bank, you know, they're not, they're not listed on there. So you always want to kind of look at this through the lens that if I'm – in the hospital, in a coma, does someone else, my spouse, my kids, friends, something like that, does someone know where to go and get these things so that they can help me? And the answer to that is no, then you need to put that in place. Yep. 
Might be keeping it in your freezer, right? Put the documents in a, in a Ziploc bag, throw them in your freezer. Because when you see a house is burned, typically the freezer, you know, stays. I'm not saying that's the ultimate case. You know, you want fireproof safe or something like that or keep it somewhere outside of the house where people know about it or give them a copy of it even. Huh, um, I never heard that before. You That's do. interesting. Put them, yeah. in the, put them in the freezer. I never, th- I never thought about that. I mean, I guess if uh, Indiana Jones can survive a nuclear blast in one, right, in a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do see, I mean, it's either, uh, you know, things that are kind of left over because it's insulated, right? Sure, and yeah. It's cold at one point. It'll probably get hot that time. But then if you wrap it, then you also know that it's uh, not going to get moisture if it does if it does end up melting. But, right, right. you know, it's not foolproof, but it's a little added. It's better than leaving it on, <laughs> leaving it on the counter of a wooden desk, right? Right. And then the just, fire breaks out. That's probably going to go. Yeah, up just fast. in your desk or something like that. Yeah, and to your point, a lot of times people put things like that in, uh, in a fireproof safe or a metal filing cabinet or something. But you know, uh, those are the way to go. But the point is, is we tend to kind of set them and forget them, and we don't really think about them until we actually need them. So they don't seem like they matter much until oh, something's come up. Right along with that same line, Eric is is long term care protections. Now, as we're aging, I would think that this one would creep in more and start to matter more. We'd start to think about it. Although it doesn't seem like that happens as much as it probably should. The people to think about the most are the people that have had a parent or relative go through it. And then it's, you know, right top of mind to them. They've seen what happens, you know, to people that go through that long-term care needs, how much money is taken out of their estate and those types of things. So those are people more cognizant of it. But the question you have to ask yourself is, if I need it at some point, where am I going to turn? Because everyone's kind of default option is self-insurance, okay? Because if life deals you a curveball and you end up needing this this care, you're going to have to pay for it. And you have to spend down your assets to get on what's called Title 19 to where the state starts to pay for it. And that's why people think that the nursing home takes your money. They don't. They just have, hey, you got to, if you want the state to pay for it, you have to get down to the certain amount of assets. You got to give some stuff away or move it to a spouse or do these types of things before you'll get on that. So if you have assets and you want to protect them, then you can take out insurance against that, just like you can insure anything in life. Or you could, you know, do asset based long term care, those types of things. What people don't like about long term care is that I'm kind of putting money at something that I hope I never use. Right. I never yeah. want to go to a long-term care facility. If, if you're worried about that, then I like to have my clients throw money at things that I know are going to be used. So this is where we get into asset-based long-term care discussions about maybe using life insurance as opposed to long-term care. Have acceleration clauses on your life insurance because you do know you're going to use your life insurance as long as you keep it in force because none of us, unfortunately, live forever. You can use it for the long-term care or you know it's going to pass on to your family as long as you keep it in place. So instead of having something that's only maybe a 50% probability you're going to use, you jack that up to 100%. So you know your money's going to go to something that somebody's going to get. So great ways to look at it, but you need to have a conversation about it. And if you're uncomfortable with any of those, you say, hey, I'm going to roll the dice. That's still an option. There's still a choice that you're making. So have a conversation about it, see how it fits in your plan, see the impact of someone going into a facility and then you know, assuming a certain amount that's going to be paying for it and see how that works on your, on your plan. Yeah, that's the only thing you can really do. Well, that's a good point. And you mentioned life insurance really kind of twice, both in legal documents and the long-term care protections. As I brought those up, and you know, we've said many times here on the show, if they called it death insurance, nobody would buy it. You know, or we tend to think of that guy from Groundhog Day. You know, the insurance guy. We tend to think of this kind of annoying person, the stereotypical kind of person that sells it. But I mean, it's just not the same as it was twenty, thirty, forty years ago. There's so many differences and so many different things that it can possibly do for you. It just depends. You have to start treating life insurance as a different asset class, not just as an insurance policy. 
especially because it's an insurance policy that no one really likes to talk about because it really should be called death insurance, not life insurance because it pays at death. But when you look at the realm of tax arbitrage and tax liability, life insurance is tax-free. So it's a very unique asset class to build, and it can also do other things. There's acceleration clause I just mentioned a little bit. Um, you can accelerate for long-term care. You can accelerate from chronic care. You can accelerate it for terminal illness, those types of things. So it does have some living benefits to it as well as a tax-free death benefit. But any money you leave on to life insurance, as long as you know, it's outside of your state, and state tax is pretty darn high right now, that it's going to pass tax-free to your heirs. And you can't leave people too much tax-free money. It's almost impossible. So if you're charitable inclined, life insurance can help replace the family's dollars. If you want to leave your tax-tossic assets to the charity, like the IRAs and 401ks. So it just is a planning tool. Have an open, honest conversation about it and see if it's something that you might want to put into your portfolio and treat it as an asset class, not just as an insurance policy that you don't like. Okay. Well, great points here as we're talking about things that don't seem to matter until they do. Legal documents, long-term care protections, life insurance. This one might sound a little strange at first. Lifetime income streams. I guess, you know, of course we think, well, yeah, we got to have income in retirement. Certainly that matters and it's a big, big matter. But sometimes I think we take for granted where it comes from and we don't really necessarily think about how we're going to, I guess, work them and get them kind of doing their job for us. Right, because people think I get to retirement, I got this portfolio of money and stocks and things like that, and I'm going to take 4% off of that. And let's say you had a million dollars and you pull 4%, and that's $40,000. Well, what if all of a sudden the stock market has a bad year and it drops to by 20%? Now you have $800,000 in that portfolio. Well, 4% of that's only $32,000. So you're going to lower your income or are you going to steep, keep taking the $40,000 you got accustomed to the year before? probably you're going to take the 40, which is a higher percent. That's 5% now. So that's the key is that if you have guaranteed income streams, you don't have to adjust your spending habits. So you can spend with confidence because you know next month, hey, that's money's going to be there. And that's separating out your planning into risk-based assets that are earmarked for growth and safe assets that are earmarked for income. And so when I have this income stream, it's going to be coming as long as I'm there. So people like that. They like having that um, ability to spend with confidence because if those assets, let's say you deplete them, you still have the income. And that's powerful because if you do it the other way, you're just taking withdrawals from your account and your account gets depleted. Well, guess what happens to your income? It goes away. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including 
including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.